Hi, you guys. This is your host, Yahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. As always, it is my hope that you find this episode educational and inspirational to motivate you into getting your life back. You are not alone in this journey. There are many out there with this virus, and it's time that we discuss and open up about the topic to help squash the stigma. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. And come back again as I tackle other topics, including living with the herpes virus. To all of my repeat listeners, thank you for joining me once again. This is episode nine, and today I'm going to talk about overcoming your fears. So let's get started. So last week I talked about different antiviral treatment options through modern medications, such as Valtrax, Acyclovir and Flamcyclovir. I know I'm probably not pronouncing that one right, but I talked about that last week and I had said and hoped to have a guest speaker the following episode, meaning this week, to talk about treatments through herbal medication. Unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, we were not able to find a time to meet up, so I won't be discussing that this episode. Hopefully we can work on, you know, finding a time, me and my friend, my friend is going to be the guest speaker, but hopefully we can find a time to get together so that we can actually discuss different types of herbal um, medical treatment. Um, And I could have done that episode by myself, but my friend has way more knowledge when it comes to herbs, so I wanted her input. So for now, I'm just going to postpone that topic and instead talk about Um, the topic of dealing with fears um, when it comes to having this virus. Now, through my journey with the virus um, and being a witness to other people who are diagnosed, I have a couple of friends who are also diagnosed, including the one that was going to be my guest speaker. Um, But through witnessing their experience and going through my own experience, I noticed that we struggle with a lot of fears and that we allow fear to kind of dictate how we live our lives in in so many ways. We struggle with the fear of being rejected by friends, families, lovers, and society as a whole. Um, And thinking that when they learn about us having a virus, that they're going to judge us. Um, We fear that we're going to be judged negatively a lot and we fear that we're not going to be accepted or that we're not worthy of being loved when we are accepted you know people still struggle with that even when they find somebody who accepts them that they feel like they're not worthy of being loved and when they do find a person they feel that they have that fear of losing um the person who accepts them because once you accept them you're feeling like oh I'm relieved I I like somebody this person likes me and they also accept the virus but now you have this new fear of what if they if you lose that person because then you have to start all over again so these are some of the fears that I've noticed um through my journey as well as through the journey of friends um who also were diagnosed Now, when you're newly diagnosed, these fears, you know, they seem to feel like mountains um, that you'll never be able to climb over. And it's very hard for us to wrap our minds around being accepted. And that's mainly because we probably are judging, we probably judged someone negatively before, you know, before we were even diagnosed. I know that I'm guilty of it. Um, I'm guilty of it because 
Not that I knew somebody personally that had the virus, but you hear things like in movies and they make jokes about people who have STDs and herpes mean, being the, the one that's almost the worst one to have. You know, if you have a herpes bump on your mouth, or you must have, I mean, if you have a bump on your mouth or a pimple on your mouth, oh, you must have herpes. Or if you see a girl who um, has a, a herpes or a guy that has herpes on their mouth, they must have been going down on somebody and that's how they have, you know, they actually have herpes. And it, all it could be is just really a pimple. You know, it could be just be a pimple on their lip and it's, it's assumed negatively that they have herpes and and that that's a negative thing in itself. So I was guilty of that um, before I was diagnosed. So I think that a lot of times we put the things that we judged or how we judged people, we put them on ourselves once we are diagnosed. And so that's where some of those fears come from. I want to talk about um, overcoming fears because I also saw posts um, in support groups that a lot of people were also still living in fear. And in the conversations I've had with friends, they're still living in fear. Um, I have a really good friend. Um, she was actually diagnosed before me and she confided in me when she was diagnosed. And then when I became, you know, when I was diagnosed, I went to her for a lot of answers because she had actually experienced them first. And I was new to this. And I went to her with a lot of, you know, to get answers about things. And like I've stated before, I've, you know, been diagnosed for almost 20 years and she was diagnosed before me. So she's been diagnosed 20 years plus. So, and she still deals with a lot of fear. Um, and it's sad because why would you want to live in fear for 20 years? Why would you want to constantly be in a state of mind where you don't think that you're going to be happy or that someone's going to accept you for 20 years? That's a long time. That's a very long time. So I wanted to talk about overcoming fears because I see it in a lot of posts and support groups. Um, I've had it in conversations with, you know, with my friends about fears and overcoming them. And even in my own experience where I've allowed my fears to control my own happiness and take over my life. And I didn't want, I thought this would be a good topic to share because if you're listening and you identify that you are living in fear and that's what's really holding you back, hopefully it won't take you as long to overcome it as it did for me. That's that's my hope. So I identified that one of the biggest fears to overcome was when you have to have the talk with your partner, whether you're newly diagnosed or if you've had it for years. Having the talk with a new partner is a huge fear. It's one of the hardest things to do, um, especially when you're dating someone that you re- that you actually really like and have feelings for. You're basically afraid of what their reaction is going to be. If they're going to judge you or if they're going to think that you're disgusting. You know, these are the fears that pop up in your head and that you play to before you even have the talk with the person. And at times you kind of think, why even bother? You know, because you've played the scenario over and over or you've had the experience once or twice before and you think why do I even bother telling 
why don't I just leave, eliminate the whole process and not date? You know, because you don't want to have that negative experience or reaction over and over again. So you take the whole dating or meeting someone new out of the equation. But who wants to be alone? I know I don't want to be alone. So therefore, I kept trying, you know, trying to find different ways to psych myself out or to um, make the experience better. Um, be it that I told them early or I told them too late or I told them in different ways or, you know, I tried to find a better way for to make that experience better. But nonetheless, the fear was still there. I still was in my head on how I was going to tell them and should I tell them and how I tell them that fear was still there. And I know I'm not alone. I hope this, I, I hope I'm not alone. I'm pretty sure I'm not alone, but I can testify that I've, I've been there. And I'm, for those who are there or have experienced that, I know that you can identify. It came to a point though, that I was so fearful of telling another partner that I contemplated becoming a nun. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, I actually was serious about it. I was like, why don't I just take myself out of this whole dating scenario? I'm probably not going to have any children of fear. I'll probably never meet anybody who's going to accept me, which was another fear. I probably won't be able to have sex unprotected. Another fear. Why don't I just become a nun and just take the whole dating scenario out of my life? I love God, which is a check. I want to serve God, which is a check. Why not become a nun? That was the problem. I thought that solved all of my problems. However, the problem was to become a nun, you can't have any debt. <laughs> that was my problem. I had student loans at the wazoo, you know, when I thought about this, you know, and that wouldn't allow me to become a nun. So the next best thing that I thought of was just to become celibate, you know? And I was gonna use my faith to be the foundation of my celibacy, not my fear. My fear was the real reason why I want to become celibate. But I used my faith as a, a facade to say that was the reason why I was being, why I was celibate. And it worked for a while because when I dated, I would meet guys and I would tell them, it was easier for me to tell them that I was celibate because I used my religion and my faith as the scapegoat, not the fear of them learning or me telling them about the virus. So I, my thought process was, if they couldn't accept the fact that my I'm celibate because of my faith, then they would never accept the fact that I have herpes. I mean, it made sense. It made sense to me, right? But the problem was, what do I do when I meet the guy that says, okay, I'll be with you through your celibacy. I'll wait for you until we're married. married. Now I have to tell him about herpes. And, I, and that scenario came up once. Actually, a couple of times, but the first time it came up, it did not end well. And I will talk about that because that, that was the experience with the love of my life up to this point. 
I don't believe he will be the only love in my life, but up to this point, he was the love of my life. And I will share that story about him and his story time on another episode. But that was the, the, um, problem is that once they got past the celibacy and they say, I still want to be with you and I, I plan to marry you, I still have to tell them about the herpes. So that didn't solve any problems. As good as it sounded and as clever as I thought I was, it didn't solve any problem because the fear still remained. Now I have to still overcome the fear that made me this make up this big elaborate lie, basically, that I'm celibate you know, and that was the reason why we were not having sex, or that's the reason why I didn't want to have sex. Because the real reason was I didn't want to have sex because I didn't want to have that conversation about the virus. So, yeah. So, you know, covering up and glossing over things that doesn't do anything, the fear is still there. The fear is still the underlying factor. point is I still hadn't gotten over my fear I still hadn't learned how to tell a person about my diagnosis without fear of being judged or losing the person or being ashamed and the reason why is because I was still ashamed of myself I was still afraid of myself I was disappointed in myself I felt nasty I felt like I was cursed And I didn't feel like I was worthy of being loved. I didn't believe that anyone would love me in spite of the virus. Because I didn't love myself enough to forgive myself. Therefore, I casted all of my fears that I had in my mind about myself onto other people. I thought they would think of me the same way that I thought about myself. Which is crazy. Especially the fear of myself I was afraid of myself for years like I'm telling you I was to the point like if I was to wash myself you know if I was taking a shower I would scrub my hands excessively after washing my body especially my genital area if I was to examine say for instance if um (laughs) say for instance if I was masturbating with a toy or with my hand I will protect my toy. I will put a a rubber glove over my toy. I hate that I'm being so graphic. Please excuse me if if you feel that I am. Um, But I will put a rubber glove over my toy to protect it. Um, And I will use gloves on my hands so that I would not infect my hands. And years later, I learned that I can't do that. You know, that's that's not going to happen. I won't um, spread the virus that way. Spread... um, internally once you have it Um, but I was afraid of myself so how am I going to allow somebody to be with me you know without any um, fear if I'm afraid of myself that's crazy right when you think about it that way it sounds insane like how can you ever let somebody be with you and you feel comfortable with being with that person if you're afraid of yourself And I see this all the time in support groups, um, support groups. When I speak to my friends um, who also project fears onto other people, 
there are going to be individuals that's going to judge you. That's inevitable. You know, everybody doesn't understand this virus. So to be, I wouldn't say be fearful, but just understand that everybody is not going to accept you. You, That's just something you have to accept. You shouldn't be fearful of it. You shouldn't be afraid that they're going to not accept you or that they're going to judge you. It's just something that you're going to have to accept. It is what it is. Bottom line, there's still a stigma out there. And some people are not educated. So you're going to have that negative reaction sometimes. But sometimes you're not. So you shouldn't be afraid because sometimes you're not going to have that experience. And I'm just saying it from my own experience. And I think my experience is credible because I've been going through this for 20 years. Or almost 20 years. It's 19 years, but it's almost 20 years that I've been going through this. Now, are you going to encounter people who judge you before they get to know you when you tell them about the virus? Absolutely. That's just how people are these days. You know, it's easier to be judgmental than to get to know a person or educate yourself and try to understand. That's just how it is. But that's not everyone. So that's why you shouldn't be close to starting a relationship like I was and wanting to become a nun just to eliminate the obstacle. You shouldn't eliminate the obstacle because of your fear. Because the bottom line is, you are more than your diagnosis. And what you have to learn about yourself to overcome your fears is that you are more than the virus. That's something that you have to kind of plant inside your own spirit and allow that to grow. And you'll be able to come out of that fear and grow out of that fear. Don't let your fear about this virus dictate who you are, who you can become, and what kind of relationships you can have. You know, I read a post last week where um, the individual in the post had the talk. Finally, she said, he or she said, I finally had the talk with my partner about the virus. The problem was with, with this individual is that even though the partner in the situation was accepting of his or her situation, the individual hadn't accepted what the virus meant to him or her. And the reason why I'm saying him or her is I'm trying to cover up the identity just in case any of those people from the group may have may be listening into this episode. But the part, the, the individual did not accept the virus themselves. In fact, the individual made note in the post that they still felt dirty. You know, and that they no longer, they didn't want to have sex with the person unprotected because that was something that their partner had questioned. Does that mean do we still have to have protected sex? Which should have been an easy answer, you know? No, it doesn't mean that we always have to have protected sex, but to be comfortable right now, I I would like for us to abstain from sex, option one, or always use protection when we're having sex, option two. Um, That's not a hard question to answer, but because this individual had not accepted and forgiven themselves 
for contracting the virus, they couldn't see that somebody would be accepting of them. It was hard for them to grasp that, that somebody could still want to be with them in spite of the virus. And I, I've been there. I know how hard that is to overcome. So how do we get past our fear? Well, I believe the first thing we have to do is forgive ourselves. For a long time, you know, I blamed myself for the role that I played in contracting this virus. I kept reliving the events that led up to the, the night that I slept with my partner and how if I could change one decision, like putting on a condom or not even going to his house, how different my life could be. But the fact of the matter is, is that I can't change the past. I can't jump in a time machine, go back to 19, whatever it is, and whisper in my own ear, Yahira, make him put on a condom. I can't do that. The past is, is back there. All I can do is live in the present. So I had to learn how to forgive myself. And not only that, accept the decisions that I made. I had to accept them. And I had to learn how to live in the reality of now. What I am now, I can't change what I was, you know, I can't change it to what I was. I only can be what I am now. And in my new reality, I'm still a good person. Herpes didn't change that about me. When a person meets me now, they no longer meet my guard that I used to put up. They meet me because I now have that guard down. I learned how to bring that guard down because I no longer live in fear. The second thing I believe you have to do is to educate yourself as much as possible. That's what helped me bring down my guard. Now, I once read a um, quote that says, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is the fear of the unknown. And that's by um, H.P. Lovecraft is when I looked it up. Things that we fear the most are the things that we know the least about. You know that, right? As children, we were afraid of shadows on the wall. But when the lights were turned on, we learned that there was nothing there and there was nothing to be afraid of. It's the same concept in adulthood. It's just that if you don't know about it, you're afraid of it. Or if you hear something in the dark, whispers or rumors or, or stigmas, you're afraid of it because you don't, you're not educated enough to turn the lights on and see what's really behind the stigma, what's really behind the virus, what's really behind the fears of the virus. It's important to educate yourself about the virus and to know your own body. What triggers that causes outbreaks? What types of food you should eat or not eat to prevent outbreaks? Ways to keep your partner safe and virus-free, and so on and so forth. Once you educate yourself and become familiar with the nature of the virus, then you will feel free and comfortable in your own skin. You'll also find it easier to educate your partner when they ask you questions or if they seem uneducated themselves. Being comfortable and confident in your responses to them will put their minds at ease as well. Because if you're like, mm -hmm, I don't know, um, let me look that up, they're not going to feel that you know enough about your own body. Therefore, they won't be comfortable with being with you. And not that sex is everything, but sex is a natural part of a relationship. The third thing I believe that helps overcome fears about the virus is to change your outlook on life. 
Have you ever heard the scripture, Proverbs 18, 21? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Or in other words, <laughs> you speak things into existence, is basically what that scripture says. And lately I've been reading up a lot about the laws of attraction. And to some, that, that whole idea, you know, that may seem a little goofy, but the premise of a law of attraction is whatever energy you put out comes back to you. And I believe that so much to be true. It makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm not talking about wishing things to come to fruition. I'm not talking about that. But have you ever had a bad day and it seems like one thing happens after another? Is your reaction to the first bad thing that happened that day? Damn, what's next? Or, I don't have time for this. I'm always, this is always happening to me. If that's your natural reaction, you're putting that negative energy out into the atmosphere. Or some people say into the universe. You're speaking that type of existence onto yourself. You're, you're a magnet to that because you're putting it out there. Hey, are you there? Are you listening? Come here, I got a secret to share with you. It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash Yahira.jones.1. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H-I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. That's the first step. Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the Dating with Herpes private group. Once you've sent me that message, I will send you an invitation so that you can join the link. Now, this is a brand new page, so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, Jones.1. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. The same thing happens when you think your partner is going to have a negative reaction when you have the talk with them. Or when you think you'll never meet someone who's going to accept you. Or that you're always going to be alone all your life. I read something once that says you're the creator of your entire experience in life. So don't continue to allow your fears to create negative experiences for you. I plan to talk about the law of attraction because I think it's very interesting in future episodes. 
But for now, I think I, this is where I'm going to end the episode. I hope this episode was a little helpful and and helpful in identifying and overcome fears when it comes to the virus. And I'm not saying that you're going to stop altogether having concerns or moments of lack of confidence when you're in a relationship or when you're meeting someone new, um, that you're just going to be, you know, have no fears. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that you shouldn't allow fear to control your life. And I hope that came across somewhere. I know I was kind of a little scattered this episode because I really wasn't planning this episode. So I didn't really map out how I was going to let this episode flow. But I hope you guys got that, is that fear shouldn't play such a huge part. Don't allow it to play such a huge part in your happiness. You can still be happy. You can still find love. You can still meet new people. You'll still be able to have children. You still find somebody who will want to marry you. Don't believe the fear that's sending these messages in your brain or the enemy is what I like to say that's triggering these fearful thoughts in your brain or in your head. Don't allow that that negativity to loom over you. Don't let your outlook on life be so doom and gloom. It gets better, especially to the ones who are newly diagnosed. It gets better. I'm telling you, it took me a minute to get to this place in life. And I do these podcast episodes because I don't want people to go 15 years, 10 years, 20 years living in stress because they're afraid of their how their life is going to play out you know it was years I, I took years for me to get to this point in life where I'm excited about new relationships where I'm hopeful that I will one day have children even in my 40s it's possible <laughs> it is possible you know I have friends who had children with the virus I have relatives who had children with the virus that I've learned you know, after sharing my story, they came out and told me, and they had children with the virus. You know, people who fell in love, who's gotten married with the virus. The only thing that's holding you back is your own fears. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. So I'm going to end this episode. Um... Next week, hopefully, I will have my guest speaker so that we can talk about the herbal um, treatments. And if not, next week, I will share my story time with about the love of my life and how we ended up ending our relationship. Um, but almost got back together. Until next time, I'm your host, Shahira Jones. Thank you once again for tuning into another episode of Dating with Herpes. Be safe and God bless.